So I did a little something different with the um, Bible stuff this week. I I took the whole week, ran it together, so that instead of listening to snippets, you can just listen to the whole week at one time. Tell me what you think. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying putting it together for you. See you soon. You know, we could all use some encouragement. And I've got some good news for you. Welcome to 5 Minutes with Mark. Well, hey everyone. Welcome back to 5 Minutes with Mark. It's Monday. We're starting again. Picking up the story in the Gospel of Mark at chapter 6 at verse 30. Remember we just finished up this little kind of sidetrack about Herod and John the Baptist. And we're going to pick up here. Remember Jesus earlier had sent the twelve out to go and preach the Gospel, cast out demons. They were healing people and all that. And so in verse 30 we read this. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. Wow. Pretty interesting moment, right? I think one of the things that happens to a lot of people who get involved in ministry is that it, it consumes you. And I think that's that's a natural response. You you realize how desperate the need is, right? You begin thinking about if I if I don't serve, if I don't teach, if I don't preach, if I don't go out, if I don't give, if I don't pour myself into the community, into my family, into my neighborhood, into my job, into all these things. If I'm not giving a hundred percent all the time, then I'm not doing enough. And it's at this point where the 12 are pouring out 100%. They're coming, they're going, they're, they're absolutely doing all they can to take the message of the kingdom of God out and share it. And they're, they're healing people and they're casting out demons and they're teaching and they're, they're coming back to Jesus and they're telling what they're doing. And there comes this point finally where Jesus says, okay, stop. Stop. You've done enough. It's time to go away from the work and to a deserted place and to rest. Fact is, we need rest. Jesus needed rest. Jesus would separate himself. He would go up into the hills and into the wild places to get away even from his disciples to spend time alone with God. And that's an important thing for us to always remember. Yes, we need to be doing for the kingdom. But we also need to be taking care of ourselves. We need to be feeding ourselves. We need to be allowing God to pour into us, to refill us, to recharge ourselves, to be rejuvenated by the power of the Spirit. And so I, I encourage you today, wherever you're at, if you're tired, if you're, if you're feeling burnt, if you're a little crispy around the edges, then you just might need to stop. Say no to some things. It's real hard to do, I know. I mean, for me, personally, I feel like I have yes tattooed on my forehead. 
And so one of the hardest things that I ever do is say no when people ask me to do something. Can you do this? Yes, I can do that. Can you do this? Yes, I can do that. Can you do this? Yes, I can do that. And before I realize it, I turn around and I've said yes to everything and my calendar is packed. My days are full. I'm working constantly and then trying to do the things that I have a passion for, the things that I've set for myself to do, like this video, this Bible study. I do this because I love it, because I want to do it, and I feel compelled to do it. But it's something I have to do, and there's more work to it than you realize to get it up, posted on the internet, and on the podcast, and all that. But it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I'm taking a break. It's okay to step back and do nothing for a day, for a week, for a month. You might even need to take two or three months. Take the summer. Take the time you need to allow God to minister to you so that you are filled, rested, and ready to jump back in and do the things that he's got for you. Jesus knew that these guys are going to have an incredible task ahead of them. And one of the things that he's teaching them at this point in his ministry is that there comes a point where you need to say, enough, I'm taking a break, I'm going to rest, I'm going to recharge, I'm going to reconnect with God, I'm going to do nothing for a little while, not forever, for a little while, so that I'm more effective in the future. Let's go into the deserted places and rest. We all need that. Hang on to that one. See you next time. God bless. Hey, greetings, fans. Welcome back to 5 Minutes with Mark. We're going to pick up the story today. Chapter 6 of the Gospel of Mark and verse 32. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. But the multitudes saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. And when Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion for them, because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd, so he began to teach them many things. What a really interesting little moment, right? Jesus is trying to, to give his guys some rest. They've been running around. They haven't even had time to eat. They're just running wild, right? He sent them out, and they've been doing all this stuff. Come on, we're going we're gonna to go away. We're going to go find a quiet spot, get some rest. We need to do that. But their, their geography was kind of limited, right? I mean, obviously, James and John, Peter and Andrew, guys who've been fishing this lake forever, they know all the good spots. They know all the good camping places, really. That's what they're looking for. They're heading off to that, that nice, quiet cove where they can anchor the boat. They can go on shore. It's nice and level. They can set up camp. They can have a nice little break. The problem is, is the people in Capernaum, well, they knew the lake, too. And they knew Jesus and his followers habits. They knew where they were going to go. They guessed. And so they start heading that way on foot, spreading the news. He's going here. We know where he's going. Let's go. And they actually got there before them. 
they took a leisurely sail up to this perfect spot. And when they got there, there's a crowd. The multitude was hungry for the things of Christ. The multitude was looking for Jesus. And it's an interesting uh, transition, isn't it? He was recently back home in Nazareth and nobody believed in him. He could do very little. He's back at base camp and there's a multitude that's following him around. They're needy and they're demanding. And he comes out and he sees them and he's moved with compassion for them. Aren't we glad that our God has moved with compassion for us when he sees how needy and desperately demanding we are? He takes the time to begin to teach them. I think the other group in here that I'm, I'm really interested about is the disciples because they're tired, man. I don't know that they understood at all what they had signed up for. They're beginning to figure out this is this is more than a just a part-time job, man. This is this is constant. The demands are real. And they were probably really looking forward to a couple of days off, only to show up. And we know that there's five thousand men in this group, not counting women and children, because of the next piece of the story. So, you know. I think as as Jesus followers and as people who, who do care and who want to do things, I think it's really easy for us to overextend ourselves and and wear ourselves out. It's okay to take that break. It's okay to understand that the crowd is demanding. You can never give enough. At this point, I think the disciples step back and just let Jesus have it and do what he's going to do. So, you know, that's that's what's going on. And of course, it's going to set up one of the great signs of the gospel. But we'll get to that next time. In the meantime, think about this. When you're a part of the crowd, when you get caught up in that group think, when you get caught up in the rush and in the, the end thing, the thing that's happening, when we very seldom think about the people that we're pursuing the people that we're attacking or the people that we're, we're gaining our sense of value from our emotional association with they don't even know you're alive and yet we're for them you know, politicians public figures movie stars, whatever I think we need to always examine ourselves and examine our motives and think about if I'm caught up in the crowd what am I really doing here 5,000 men rushed to be where they knew Jesus was going because they never thought for a minute these guys need a break maybe we should give them a little time he'll be back all they could think of is we want more well, they're fixing to get it in a spectacular way. That's next time. See you then. Well, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to 5 Minutes with Mark. Glad you're here. We're going to pick up the story, Gospel of Mark, Chapter 6, and we come together at verse 
35. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. Send them away, that they may go into the surrounding country and villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread, and give them something to eat? We'll stop there. Now, obviously, this is the setup for one of the great signs of the ministry of Jesus. Um, but I think it's important for us to stop and take a moment and consider the reality of the situation for the guys on the ground. We always look at the disciples and think, why didn't you get it? But we weren't there. Chances are, if we had been at ground zero with Peter and the gang, we wouldn't have gotten it either. For them, Jesus just gave them an impossible task. He looked at this vast multitude of people. They're somewhere in a deserted spot. They're out, you know, at one of those secret camping spots that these fishermen knew about. They're a long way from anywhere. And the day is beginning to wane. If you remember, they all saw Jesus leaving and they all just ran to meet him. They were in such a hurry to be near him that they didn't even really think about, you know, we might need dinner. So you got a whole bunch of people totally unprepared for the situation they find themselves in. And you have 12 disciples who are kind of the uh, event coordinators. The, you know, they're the muscle that makes things happen. But they're not prepared for this either. I mean, they probably got enough to take care of themselves, but that's about it. They really were just planning to kind of sneak out catch a couple of fish, have a little dinner, have a quiet couple of evenings resting. Instead, now they're faced with this really outrageous challenge. Jesus says, why don't you feed them? I think one of the things that's going on here, and because obviously Jesus knows he has the answer right, uh, and the disciples scratch their head and do what any of us would do. They look at this very real problem in a very real way and say, look, we don't have the we don't have the money. If we had the money, where would we go to buy enough food for this many people? It doesn't doesn't compute, right? How 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 are we even what what do you mean, Jesus? How often do we find ourselves facing those impossible odds? Well, we're facing them all the time. Because Jesus has told us to take this gospel into a world that, quite frankly, at this point, doesn't want to hear it. I think it's harder today than it was even when the disciples were first breaking into the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was a, a religious society, and Christianity, for them, was just another Jewish sect until it began to catch on with the poor and the disenfranchised. And then it spread like wildflower. Wildflower. Wildfire. It spread. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just, it took off. We now live in a post-Christian society where people, they know enough about Christianity 
to not want to know anything else. And what they know is usually wrong. They have a lot of misconceptions. They have a lot of wrong ideas. They've seen a lot of televangelists. They've seen a lot of bad news stories about Christians who have done the wrong things, what have you. And yet Jesus says, go feed them. Go take care of them. And we look around and say, what do we have? Well, we have the truth of the gospel. We have the power of our testimony. We have our own transformed experiences. And we can take that and we can give that away. As we'll see next time, it doesn't take Jesus much to multiply and give it away. And I think the more we're willing to give it away, the more broken we are and the more willing we are to give it away, the more you discover that you have more than you think you do. The disciples had a conundrum. They had a whole bunch of tired, hungry people in the middle of nowhere. We're surrounded by spiritually exhausted, hungry people in a spiritual desert. And Jesus calls us to feed them. Feed them with the bread of life. Feed them with the living water. Feed them with this incredible truth. Feed them from our resource, our spiritual resource, which is vast and eternal. And when we start to catch on to that, we'll understand the rest of this story. See you then. Good night. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to Five Minutes with Mark. Glad you're with me. We're going to continue our story, Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, and then we are picking up in verse 38. Remember last time, Jesus, surrounded by this huge crowd, he's told the disciples to go get them something to eat. The disciples said, we don't have enough money. There's nowhere to go. What are you talking about? We pick it up here. But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he commanded them to make them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and in fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. So here it is. One of uh, the great signs in John's gospel, he, he calls it one of the great signs of Jesus's ministry. It's this incredible supernatural event where Jesus, with just a meager amount, feeds not only to satisfaction, a huge group of people, but they also take up 12 baskets of leftovers from five loaves and two fish. So there's so many things that we can talk about, so many things to think about, but I think the, the, the biggest point in all of this is this is a, a, a demonstration of God's overflow for us. We don't 
often feel like we have enough, right? We're always concerned about the future, the what if, what if we run out of money, what if we're, our health goes bad, our insurance is no good, what if, what if, what if. Or on the other side, we think about, you know, I'm really not ready to do ministry. What if, what if I get a question I can't answer? What if I find myself in a situation I, I can't control? What if I get in over my head? What if I just can't do it? And Jesus' answer to all that is, look, it doesn't take a lot to do a lot. You think that you're, you're limited by these tiny resources that you have. You think you're limited by the small amount of faith, the small amount of knowledge, the small amount of experience. We think we're limited by the small amount of physical resources, food, shelter, money. We think we just don't have enough to accomplish anything great for the kingdom of God. But the fact is, we have more than enough because, again, the abundance comes not from us. The abundance comes from God. Jesus plus five fish and two, or five loaves of bread and two fish, equals 5,000 men plus the women and children. We have no idea how many people were actually there. I can't imagine it was an all-male audience. I'm imagining we're probably somewhere in the nine, 10,000 people group here. And all fed. And extras left over. They ate, and they just kept eating, and they kept eating, and they couldn't eat anymore. And then they went and scooped up what was left over. And it was 12 baskets. No, it's 12. As Jesus saying to his disciples, see, guys, every one of you, y'all you got your own basket of leftovers. Oh, ye of little faith, look how abundant the Father is. I want to encourage you today as we move on down and we're going to wind this week out. Uh, it's Thursday already. You may feel that you are less than. You may feel that uh, your life uh, and your, your your world you're in, your experiences, your circumstances have you bound up and you are incapable of giving anything, doing anything, accomplishing anything. I know you have a desire to to be everything that God wants you to be. And I want to encourage you today to let you know you can accomplish anything that the Lord has set in front of you. If you begin working really hard at something and it's not working, it's probably because that's not something that the Lord set in front of you. But if you're following Jesus and you make that step of faith and you feel him call you, he is going to provide everything you need. Not only give you what you need, but provide over and above what you need. You will be abundantly rewarded. You will be abundantly provisioned to accomplish his purpose and his will for your life. I promise you that's what this great sign is all about. It's the evidence that he is able and he not only provides just enough, he provides more than enough with the smallest of beginnings. This is something that's going to be repeated over and over again, by the way. So hang on. Jesus is going to teach us this lesson again. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, welcome back to 5 Minutes with Mark. It's Friday again. Can you imagine that?
We're going to pick up the story in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, at verse 45. Now remember, they've just fed the 5,000 men with five loaves and two fish. Verse 45, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Pretty fascinating. Jesus has just accomplished this big thing. This big miracle has just happened. And you remember, this all started when Jesus was trying to get away to begin with. He wanted to get his disciples and get away. And what happened was the people saw Jesus leaving. And so they rushed to the place where they knew he was going to go with his disciples. And so they get there and there's this crowd. And Jesus, moved with compassion, begins to teach them. The day gets long. The disciple says, hey, you better send these people home. There's nothing to eat here. Jesus says, you feed them. They can't. Jesus does. And now the winding down happens. And this time, I think there's two things really important to understand. The first thing is he sends the disciples away. He says, all right, guys, this time you get in the boat and you go over there. And I'm going to go up into the hills to pray. So Jesus is looking out for his guys because he knows if he gets in the boat with them, the crowd's just going to follow him again. So he sends the disciples away and then he disperses the multitude. Have no idea what he said. He says, I'll send them away. And so whatever Jesus needed to do, he did. He took care of that. And then, and then he goes up into the hills alone to spend time in prayer. I believe if the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords needs time to recharge, you need time to recharge. I believe if there's solitude and there's, there's energy in solitude where we get alone with the Father in prayer, I think that's something that, that Jesus demonstrates to us is an important part of our walk of faith. Certainly it was for the disciples as well. So as we go into this weekend, not a, not a heavy message today, no big lesson, just an important one. Jesus took time to recharge. We need to take time to recharge. So I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you just... Do a lot of nothing and make some time, carve out some time, intentionally carve out some time to be alone with God, to pray, to talk, to listen, to commune, and just to sit in his presence. You'll be rewarded, I promise. Hey, it's Friday. Next thing that happens, pretty cool. We'll do that next week. See you then. hope you're enjoying this Bible study, this quick devotion. If you'd like more content, you'd like to know more about me and see more of the things that I'm doing, check out my website, theeclecticmonk.com. There you'll find out about my video vlog, my podcast, and a whole lot of other stuff. Hope you'll join me there. Thanks. I do appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I hope you find it entertaining and enlightening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, there's a few things you could do to really help me out. If you would subscribe, 
like, share, and rate the podcast on whatever platform you're on. And you can go to my website, theeclecticmonk.com, and there you're going to find a support tab. Click there, and it'll take you to a link where you can become a monthly supporter of the Eclectic Monk podcast, and that would really help me out. Hey, we're on this journey together, and I sure hope that you and the rest of the nine will continue with me as we move into the exciting future. Thanks again.